0: You're listening to The Filthy Fantasy Football Show.
1: All right, everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of The Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight, it's just your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and the Fantasy Fish. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? It's good. It's good. Thursday night game, uh, very underwhelming. But poo-poo. Dearness Johnson is actually... Or is it just the Cleveland Browns? Or is it the Denver defense is bad?
0: I think the Denver defense has been decent this year. I think that it's honestly the Cleveland Browns offensive line See, I was just, not their Not their whole team.
1: Director Ross and I were talking about She's it a little that. bit ago. But it was upsetting because, sure, he only surrendered 17 points. But he surrendered 17 points to uh, Chase, Case Keenum. So no quarterback, no wide receiver, third string running back, no starting tackles offensive line. So it just I, – I thought Denver was going to win. I was actually surprised that um, Cleveland won. That actually really upset me.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I mean, Denver could not move the ball Their up. Their
1: offense right? looked horrible.
0: Like I said, the only person that they get in that whole game was the Ernest Johnson, the third streamer. He looked man. great.
1: Twenty two carries, hundred and forty six yards and a touchdown. I mean I mean I guess Javante Williams had a good game, but that's because of the garbage time touchdown at the end, but
0: Well him and same with Gordon, they both salvaged their games with a touchdown. You know it's funny? If you But like number number wise, they weren't It
1: just it just sucks because they, weren't they cannibalize each other's uh fantasy value because if you combined the two uh, stat lines if that was one running back I mean 38 yards rushing Wouldn't be that great But you know 46 receiving yards isn't bad And having two touchdowns you're like hell yeah That's actually a really good game for fantasy
0: Yeah And it's it's weird too Because they're kind of like They could both do that They could both be the, uh, the one guy But they're just not doing it Well much. I was just
1: waiting on uh, Melvin Gordon to get traded to Baltimore Or San Francisco or something Kansas City.
0: They might trade him. If they, they started 3-0, and right? So they weren't going to trade anybody then. Mm-hmm. But now that they're getting down there in the standings, they might end up eventually move somebody there.
1: Yeah, but So for tonight's show, Rome's out, I don't know, boondoggling out in the world somewhere. But that's okay. We still love him. He, we got his notes for the show. But we got your news and noise from around the league. We're going to break down your NFC matchups of the week. Then we're going to end it with our... Booty call picks of the week, and our survivor pick. So just go ahead and dive right into the news. Um, You know, today is the big practice day, so you want to pay attention to a lot of that stuff. But for Baltimore, Latavius Murray and Sammy Watkins have both been ruled out for Sunday. So that's uh, pretty big news there. Terrace Marshall, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. With a concussion, he is ruled out. Chicago Bears placed Jimmy Graham on the COVID herpes list, so he is out for Sunday against Tampa Bay. A.J. Brown, alleged food poisoning or something, he says he's going to be fine and he should be able to play. Giants running back Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and Kadarius Tony are all out for Sunday against the Packers. So, hey, low-key, pick up the Packers' defense if they're available out there. They should be a good. Uh... But Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are both in. So, I guess it's not a complete loss for them. Trey Lance, quarterback for the 49ers. He's officially been ruled out, so Jimmy Garoppolo is back. Seahawks running back Alex Collins didn't practice for the second straight day. There's a chance he actually might miss this game. So look for Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas maybe. Eh. Rashad Penny, I don't know. If Alex Collins is out, I'm not really interested in any of the running backs at this point in time. Although with all the bye weeks and injuries, you might have to.
0: Yeah, it's tough because they're in a situation where like it's DJ Dallas who hasn't really been used, or Rash- Rashad Penny who's coming back from injury. Like they're probably gonna do like a hot hand thing, so it's like you know you're really rolling the dice there. If you Travis pick Homer,
1: but see the the yeah, problem is I think true. if Alex Collins is out, it's going to be a true uh, split backfield. It's not going to be just one guy. Whereas when it's Chris Carson, it's Chris Carson. When it was Alex Collins, it was Alex Collins. But if it's going to be Rashad Penny with his injury history, there's no way they're going to just rely on him. So you're going to probably see some DJ Dallas mixed in and possibly even some Travis Homer on the passing downs. Um, But that, that gross. (laughs) Then, then everything else today was just all limited stuff. Um, Gronk did get in a limited practice, but I think I read somewhere that he's out on Sunday. Yeah.
0: I didn't see that one, but I know T.Y. Hilton's out, which is kind of unfortunate because he just came back and he had a good game, and he's right back out. It might be the middle of the end for T.Y. Hilton. Oh,
1: uh, Dallas Goddard, he has been removed from the COVID herpes list, so free Dallas Goddard with Zach Ertz being traded to Arizona, so that's pretty big. Although uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson all practiced for the Washington football team, so... um, Although I, I am still a bit worried about Antonio Gibson. Just, you know, he straight up has a broken leg right now. So. Okay, Director Ross just put yeah. out. So uh, Gronk and Antonio Brown are both officially out this week. Right. So. I think that's it for news. Everything else is just limited, people. But, I mean, we're, we're almost to the halfway point of the season. Everybody's limited in practice.
0: Right. There's a lot of people around the league getting to a point where they can come off IR. So check if they're available. Like, I mean, Jerry Judy probably didn't get dropped, but if he did, probably coming back soon. Michael Thomas probably not available, coming back soon. Traquan Smith's coming back soon. The Saints have like six defenders coming back soon. So if they have a lot of their starting defenders coming back and their defense is available, kind of watch them and see how they do with the starters back because it might be a good streamer. In future matchups, yeah,
1: to- that's that's some very very good advice there, yeah. The,
0: and there's other players too. I can't think. of Well, also,
1: all. Uh, I mean, we've said it before, but look to see who was dropped, like especially on waiver day, because sometimes someone, you know, someone's desperate out there, they're, or they're you know trying to squeak a win. They drop a good player for a hopeful, you know, flash in the pan kind of player, and then you're like, oh shit, you know, Christian Kirk's on the waiver wire, Sterling Shepard's on the waiver wire you know, and, and take advantage of that.
0: Right. And especially this week, cause there might be players that somebody didn't even want to drop and they just had to because there's so many teams on bye week.
1: Yeah. It was funny. We talked, we were discussing it. I don't know if we did it on or off episode, but we were talking about how in our home league, you know, you have to play a valid roster to prevent, you know, tanking and stuff like that. But then we kind of said like, Oh, maybe I gotta take it, a, especially on a bye week like this, this total, by mageddon by apocalypse you know it's dude i don't want to drop you know austin eckler so i can pick up kyle use or some you know some bullshit so i can have a running back so yeah but i think i'll do it for news there wasn't too much but you know obviously keep an eye on that stuff there's going to be some more preliminary reports on saturday uh heading into sunday but I don't know. Everything else seems... Oh, the Deshaun Watson to a tonga trade discussion. Uh, Miami refuted it, but then another source came out today saying that, no, there is some truth to it. It would be like a weird three-way trade where the Washington football team is involved as well. So it'd be like Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, the football team gets to a and then Houston would get a bunch of draft picks, some shit like that, but right. Although who knows that and just because be. there's
0: tr- just because there's truth to them talking about it too doesn't really mean that it's close to being done.
1: Yeah, I mean, and who knows? For all we know, it's all internet hearsay bullshit too. Kind of like when Schefter was saying that Aaron Rodgers was going to sit out the entire season, and then that didn't happen.
0: Well, and it's the Marlon Mack story, too, right now, where the people report it was like the Chiefs, the Saints, and one other team was inquired about Marlon Mack. And it's like, yeah, they inquired about him, and were probably like, that's too much. Moving on. You know, like, just cause you inquire about somebody, I think you always got to inquire about a player. You know, like Seattle inquired about Cam Newton. It doesn't mean they're really going to do anything with it.
1: I bet all 31 teams reached out about Marlon Mack, because they're curious. That doesn't mean shit. You're just kind of like, so what are you guys looking for for him? Because why not? You know, it never hurts to have more good, talented players on your team. But that doesn't If they're like,
0: hey, we want your sixth-round pick, then it's like, okay. But if they're like, hey, we want a fourth, it's like, okay, never mind.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, the Carolina Panthers, for all we know, they reached out to, to, you know, and they're not going to replace Christian McCaffrey. But it's like, you know, hey, just doing our due diligence. That's just part of being in. I mean, similar to fantasy football, you know, you might be like, hey, you have Christian McCaffrey. What are you looking to get out of him? You know, some people might be like nothing. Okay, cool. I mean, it just doesn't necessarily mean a trade's going to happen.
0: Right. You just talked about it. That's all it matters. That's all it means. It's it's just noise at this point. Yeah. So,
1: but I guess keep an eye out on that. Still curious to see what's going on. You know, it's funny how a quarterback with 21 accusations (laughs) pending against him still gets paid and that's fine. Not not saying that what jo- John Gruden said was OK, but he sends out some, you know, distasteful emails and this man will never work ever again in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's a weird place.
1: It, I, you know, I mean, if you want to go that route too, you know, Big Ben actually raped two women and settled out of court and he still has a job. <laughs> um, right. All
0: and old Ray Rice like punched his girlfriend and he got kicked out. But like Darius Goose just got reinstated,
1: or fucking Adrian Peterson beat his child where yeah. he had actual cuts on his testicles. Yeah,
0: and he's so gonna be in the Hall of place. Fame. <laughs> you
1: know, fucking I don't know, weird weird times, man. Weird times. Yeah, not not trying to be like the woke police or anything like that, but it just I don't know. It just, no,
0: it's just unusual. Like it's not very consistent. Well,
1: the That's Sean Watson, saying. he's making thirty one million dollars. To sit on the bench. I Yeah. Fucking crazy. But anyways, let's take a look at the rest of your matchups, your NFC games. Starting off with your 2-4 and four Washington football team taking on the 5-1 and one Packers. Vegas has the over-under at 49, with Green Bay favored at minus 8.5. This is a tough matchup. I think Taylor Heineke is now off of the streaming radar for me completely. I, I'm not interested in him anymore. He broke my heart. He's been bad the last couple weeks, and I don't know. Plus, Green Bay, actually, their defense hasn't been bad. On the road, tough matchup. But Antonio Gibson, he's my question. So, you, Rome, and I all ranked him about the same. Got him right outside that running back one range. But that that hairline fractured leg or whatever, the shin, he expects to play, but last week, you know, 10 carries for 44 yards, and he missed almost all of the game so it's right. kind of scary you have to play him it's
0: tough yes yeah, if he plays i think you have to play him if he doesn't play though i'll say i have mckissick here ranked at 23 if he doesn't play i'd say mckissick is a higher end rb2 i wouldn't move into the rb1 range but i don't think he's a bottom end rb2 i think you can move him up even more and yeah. i think patterson might even become a Flex consideration, low wind flex play. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just because the bye weeks mostly, but
1: that's the thing. So like you know, I I ranked McKissick close to Gibson, but that was more out of the assumption that Gibson won't play or will be very limited. So same thing. Like I mean, McKissick would be in that mid-low running back two range, just because of his passing game involvement. But he very well could be in that category, regardless if Gibson plays or not. But um, Terry McLaurin, you you guys both have him as a top ten play. I am outside the top ten. Actually, I'm in the wide receiver two range. My reason being, Heineke he hasn't been very good the last few weeks. McLaurin's been a little bit banged up. I mean, last week he had the tar- like, so for the last two weeks he's had he had the targets eleven against New Orleans, eight against Kansas City, but only four catches both games. I mean, he had the amazing game against Atlanta. Six for 123 and two touchdowns. But I'm just a little concerned. Now, Green Bay's defense, they've been very good against the past this year. Their defense is actually good all the way around. They're uh, 29th against the quarterback, 29th against wide receivers. I'm just a little worried about Terry McLaurin this week. Um, I just. Uh, I mean, maybe they're, they're going to be behind. Green Bay is going to score because this Washington football team can't stop anything.
0: Right. I mean, I get, I think I I could agree with where you're coming from, but he's still the only person to throw the ball to. And he, you know, he's he had two bad games in a row. You can expect bad games from even the best wide receivers. You know, we've seen bad games from Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams already this year. I think he'll turn it around. He's getting the targets. If the targets are there for me, that's kind of the biggest thing. Like, Couple more receptions and maybe break one loose, and all those games are great. So I'm not really ready to to slide him down just because of Heineke just yet, especially with Logan Thomas out.
1: Fair enough. Ricky Seals Jones. I, I mean he he filled in with that Logan Thomas role. I mean he's not quite as good as Logan, but he's been filling in. Fair enough, especially the tight end position. So you keep playing him.
0: Right. The big thing is they're still using him.
1: Yeah. Exactly other side of the ball you're starting your standard green bay guys of rogers jones adams but you know when when outside of when he had was it james jones and jordy nelson and Cobb. after that you can't i've never seen the time where i was comfortable playing a wide receiver two for green bay ever since then
0: there was a brief period of time I don't think it was last year. It might have been the year before where Alan Lazard had like a good stretch of games towards the end of the season where he was like reliable for a long period of time where it was like you could consistently play him, but he's since dropped back off. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, but there was a period of time that I remember, but right now it's not. It seems like, like I said, Alan Lazard Lazard dropped back off. Valdez Scantley has fell off the face of the planet because he can't catch a ball. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then uh, yeah,
0: it is weird though.
1: Yeah, then n- you're never playing Robert Tunyon ever again until further. No, you
0: missed your chance unless you had him last year.
1: But I mean, there's going to be a lot of points scored on the Green Bay side. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a week that Tunyon does well, just because again, Washington can't stop anybody or anything. They're uh, they're that.
0: No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but okay.
1: moving on, three and three Panthers taking on the one and five New York Football Giants. Carolina favorite at minus three. Vegas has the over under at 43. So implied point total, not a very high scoring affair. We all like Sam Darnold this week. We actually think he's a decent uh streaming option, especially if you have the Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, so on and so on. You know, good matchup. New York Giants, they're allowing the sixth most uh points to the quarterback position. So Sam Darnold could be very good. We like Chubba Hubba this week. Uh again, New York Giants bottom feeder at the D uh, against the running backs. So you, you can definitely play Chuba this week. And we like DJ Moore. We don't like Robbie Anderson anymore. Does he just get like, what got, you,
0: go ahead. I was going to say, if he can't do good this game, I think he becomes droppable. Yeah. Like, like this is like easy matchup, you know, like New York's allowing the 10th, most points to run to receivers, six most to quarterbacks. So people are throwing the ball on them. People are running the ball on them too, for that matter. Though, but like if Robbie can't get get it together here, like I have him ranked as like just outside of flex. You know, so do you. Rome mm-hmm. has him ranked just inside that flex range. Like if he can't put it together in a matchup like this, like I mean, a few weeks ago we were saying let's try to move him, try to trade him. But like at this point, it's like I. If he can't do it this week, I'd get rid of him for I nothing.
1: Just, yeah, just drop, and let someone else deal with it. But the thing yeah. is, is, uh, you know, we were saying, you know, because earlier in the year, Darnold wasn't looking at Robbie. Now he is, you know, the last three, 11 targets against Dallas, seven against Philadelphia, 11 against Minnesota. But then actually, I watched a bit of the Carolina Minnesota game. Robbie can't catch. That's his problem right now. It's not a Darnold thing. It's a Robbie Anderson thing. He's not catching the ball. He's not getting separation. and He's not catching it. Now, maybe he needs to, I I don't know, but I, I. long story short, if you can pivot, pivot.
0: Yeah. I think the thing with Robbie Anderson is when he did shine in fantasy, it was like he was getting those deep shots. And Carolina's just not really having to play that type of game. Like mm-hmm. they're able to just drive the ball slowly down the field and just doesn't favor Robbie Anderson's skill set.
1: hmm Correct. Other side of the ball, um Devontae Booker, since Barkley's out, he's in that, you know, again, mid low running back two range. Carolina's been pretty decent against the running back position in fantasy. They're allowing uh fifteen and a half points per game against the running back, which puts them in the twenty sixth worst uh Thing so, but I don't know with all the bye weeks, all the injuries, I wouldn't mind rostering Devonte Booker if he's available. Definitely pick him up. Sterling Shepard, actually, we all like Sterling Shepard, he's in that wide receiver three, two flex range. You know, I, I think he has a decent matchup. Evan Ingram, no, <laughs> when it's so he was the hotness his rookie year, man, just absolutely fantasy gold. Everyone, you know, yeah, he
0: fucking he prematurely ejaculated. Yeah. <laughs> well, like he blew his load and he was done. Yo, know,
1: I mean, if you look, okay, his, a bed. his rookie year, 722 yards and six touchdowns. You're like, hell yeah. He was the tight end four on the year. Then the following year, 577 and three, but he had injuries. So you're like, okay. And then it's just been downhill from there. It's just, what? How did he make the Pro Bowl last year? <laughs> that, so Director Ross just put in a note that. Evan Engram made the Pro Bowl last year. It's rigged. No wonder why no one watches the fucking Pro Bowl. It's one of those things where the fans vote for it. Nah. Anyways, you're not playing him. Moving on. Revenge game. 0 and six Lions against the five and one Rams. Rams are favorite minus 15 over 150 and a half. Could you imagine if Detroit their first win of the year is against the Rams on the road? Like if this is the week to do it.
0: Dude, if Detroit, I I I should put a parlay in for fucking Detroit and Houston to win this week. The out a lot. <laughs> Just to, that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, on the Detroit side of the ball, <laughs> you you can play DeAndre Swift. You know Jamal Williams for a while there, he looked like a legit, you know, fantasy running back there, and uh, you know I, you got him very late in drafts. So you're you know you're happy about it you know, had the monster game week one and then just, you know, fine. But over the last couple of weeks, it's just so actually that, that's a lie. So last week, two weeks ago, it wasn't too bad. 13 carries, for 57 yards. You're like, okay, it's not to- too bad. But last week, man, four carries for 11 yards against the Bengals. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's just separating himself from Jamal Williams. So, I mean, if you're like me in a league, you have to play Jamal Williams and I'm not happy about it. But if you can find options elsewhere, you should find options elsewhere. Um, T.J. Yeah, Hawkinson, I agree with that. Yeah, that's it. You're not playing the wide receivers. I mean, Jalen Ramsey. There's a chance that that Detroit scores zero points this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you be surprised if Detroit got shut out? No. Yeah.
0: I think they can score though. They will. But I wouldn't be surprised. That's a tough defense, so I would not be surprised at all. Well, I mean, but they might be able to put up 3 points.
1: The the Rams are middle of the pack against all the positions. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. But I don't know. A lot of yeah, pressure I on mean, Jared Goff.
0: Mhm. Homecoming game. Mhm. It's a homecoming game for both of them, huh? Well, not homecoming, but your previous team. Yeah.
1: But it'll be, I don't know. I'm still excited. You're playing Matt Stafford. Daryl Henderson's gonna feast this week. Cooper Cup still playing him. Robert Woods. I actually like Robert Woods a little more than you guys this week. Uh, reason being, over the last three weeks, he's getting more involved. Um, for the first couple weeks, Matt Stafford. Like I don't know what Robert Woods. you sleep with his wife or something. I don't know. But over the last three games he's either had a touchdown or he had over a hundred yards receiving. So I, I think Robert Woods has kind of found that niche in the offense. Now it's, it's still Cooper cups offense and they're just living in it. But I, I, I think you can play Robert Woods um, pre-show. One of you guys mentioned that you thought Van Jefferson was going to be a sneaky play this week.
0: Yeah, it was director Ross and I didn't disagree with him. I said, I kind of agree. I. I had Antonio Brown slated to start this week, and he was declared out today, so I had to go to the waivers, and my, I went with Russell Gage over Van Jefferson, just because Russell Gage is the number two, and Van Jefferson's kind of tied with number three with Deshaun. But I think, like, with this matchup, it's good. Like, Van Jefferson's, you know, he's had good games, and he's had games where he missed. I think this is a game where he could hit. mm
1: yeah, I mean definitely, especially because the uh, the Detroit defense is very banged up right now. But mm-hmm. um, and then Tyler Higby, I mean, tight ends a bad position, but he's still a top twelve tight end, so you can still play him. Uh, moving on, right. one and five Texans taking on the six and O Cardinals, soon to be seven and O Cardinals. Arizona favorite at minus seventeen and a half over one hundred forty seven and a half. The. <sighs> Brandon Cooks, I, I think that's just it. I mean, I don't think you can play anybody on Houston other than Brandon Cooks, but...
0: No, you can't.
1: Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, play everybody. Play Kyler. You're playing... Well, Chase Edmonds, James Conner. I think James Conner slowly... I mean, there's a chance that they just get to an early lead against the Texans, then they just run out the clock with James Conner. And Chase Edmonds a little bit banged up, so... I mean, lower the expectations for Chase Edmonds, but
0: right, and he doesn't get red zone work. They still use him plenty. Yeah, and we'll see about with his injury. But he was he's taken off the injury report, like not even questionable. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But Connor has a little higher upside just because that red zone work. Exactly. But they're using Edmonds plenty. So if you have to play him, don't don't be too worried about it. Yeah.
1: Then uh, the wide receivers. It's tough because, you know, you always play DeAndre Hopkins because it's DeAndre Hopkins playing against his former team. There's a chance that DeAndre Hopkins scores like three touchdowns on Sunday just because of the That'd be pretty sweet. I I, I hope he does. That'd be awesome. But my thing is is uh Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, AJ Green. It's this weird three headed monster of wide receiver. So you know, everyone's guess is as good as mine on who's going to be the guy. You know, the week I think it's AJ green, it's Christian Kirk. The week I think it's going to be Christian Kirk. It's the other guy, you know, it's, I think you can play all of them. Maybe not Rondale Moore.
0: I was going to say you could play all of them, but understand that you're throwing a dart. Yeah. And you could, you could miss the whole dart board. Yep. You know, like, like, but they all have enough upside to where, it could be worth it. I think it's kind of a, one of those situations where it's like, what do you need? Do you need a big boomer bust player? Like, has the rest of your team got a high floor, and you just need someone to break out a big game? Then go ahead. If you need a high floor, then pivot to somebody who is a little more consistent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a little more confidence in AJ Green and Kirk over Rondale Moore. I think Rondale Moore's is too too much of a, a boomer bust player to me because he could be an absolute home run, or he's a total dud. So. Like you said, perfect, perfect analogy. It's a dart throw. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But, I mean, it's a good matchup. But then uh, Zach Ertz, we all say you can play him. He was looking really good for Philadelphia. Looks healthy. You know, kind of shook that injury bug that he's had over the last couple seasons. Uh, Max Williams is gone in Arizona. They were actually, you know, Max Williams was actually heading towards being a legit uh, fantasy tight end. So if Zach Ertz can slot right in, he'd be uh, a good play this week, especially because Houston is giving up the third most points to the tight end position. So Zach Ertz, fire him up. Maybe, probably. Moving on, three and three Bears taking on the five and one Bucks. Tampa Bay favorite at 12 and a half, over 147. Damian Williams still on the COVID herpes list. He's not going to play this week. So it's going to be Khalil Herbert again. But I don't like this matchup because you cannot run on the Tampa Bay uh, defense. So they're going to have to pass. But I don't like Justin Fields, and I don't like any of their wide receivers. So I actually personally don't think you can play anybody on the Chicago side of the ball confidently.
0: And you might be able to sneak Mooney in there if you're desperate. He seems to be the guy that's being the most productive. You know, you want to say you could start Robinson, but he just hasn't done it. Like Rome has him ranked 25, and I think he's just still attached to the name there. Yeah, I don't know how he's still. I put so him down to 40. I've been, I've been sliding him down. I think I had him in the 30s last week. And I said, I said until I see it, he's going to keep going down. I have him down in the 40s now. I wouldn't even play him anymore. No, so it's I mean, if you have to, you have to, but it's not good.
1: It just sucks. It's so disappointing because Alan Robinson was drafted in like the first four rounds, and this is the return you're getting. <laughs> it's just cuz like like i said before if 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 you now i understand rome's argument because he's done it before where he's been a top 10 tight end or um wide receiver but the problem is this whole year has been absolute shit and so yeah you can keep trotting him out there and he's going to get you the four points but that's not what you you drafted him as your wide receiver one
0: and he's right and good i was going to say we have a big enough sample size now yeah. Like, do we do, do we still expect him to turn it around, even though he hasn't had a good game in six weeks? Like, okay, the first two three weeks, like, okay, you could say the same thing I said earlier, where wide receivers will sometimes have bad weeks, that's to be expected. But six weeks of bad weeks is a pretty good indication that's gonna be bad.
1: Yeah, he's the wide receiver fifty four on the season. So I mean, if if his name wasn't Allen Robinson, you wouldn't roster him. But I'm at the point now where I wouldn't roster him, period. I'd, Like I said, I'd let someone else deal with. And then, you know what? I I would assume the risk. So if let's say you drop him, someone picks him up, and he starts lighting it up, whatever. <laughs> you know, after six weeks of this, I, I wouldn't be able to take it anymore. So, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think you can play anybody on the Chicago side. You might have to play Khalil Herbert just out of bye week hell necessity. But really, really lower that expectations because uh was it yeah, Damien Harris against Tampa Bay Damien Harris had like negative rushing yards against Tampa Bay yeah, so
0: I was going to say against them look everywhere else yeah. you can I, first
1: I that sounds horrible I would be tempted to play Kyle Usechek over Khalil Herbert just because <laughs> you know Usechek will at least get like two catches for 15 yards and maybe one carry for 6 yards so at least you would have positive points but Although, who knows, maybe in, you know, half full PPR scoring, Herbert might find some value in the, you know, because he had two catches last week. But, I mean, the 19 for 97 and a touchdown, that's not happening against Tampa Bay. It's not, it's, you know. Other side of the ball, you're playing the, uh, Tom Brady. Tom, God, man, found a youth. Good for him. You're playing Leonard Fournette. He's been absolutely on fire lately. Chris Godwin's Mike Evans. Fire that man up. Stucks that Antonio Brown's out. I've been really liking what I've been seeing from him, but that just, but what's funny, it doesn't hurt the offense though. Cause they still have Mike Evans and fucking Chris Godwin. But cause actually I, I had Antonio Brown as a top 10 play this week, but then he got hurt and that really uh, throws a wrench in my
0: plans. Yeah. Threw a wrench in my plans too.
1: <sighs> then uh, Gronk's out again. I actually think you can play OJ Howard. I mean, he, he's been sneaky I good.
0: I have not ranked pretty low, but I have not ranked pretty low thinking Antonio Brown was going to play also.
1: Yeah, but with Antonio so Brown and Gronk out, I mean, last week against Philadelphia, OJ Howard went six for 49 with the touchdown. So it is very possible that he has another game just like that uh, this upcoming week. All, All right. right, moving on. We got the two and four Colts taking on the two and three 49ers. 49ers favorite at minus four over under and a half you play Jonathan Taylor Michael Pittman T.Y. Hilton's out so no no that's really about it right Taylor and, and Pittman
0: yeah but the one thing to consider I wouldn't start him but Pascal's the clear-cut number two now because Campbell's out also so he's going to get more playing time than he was getting in the past
1: I actually like Pascal He's he's actually a really good wide receiver, but he just gets buried on the depth chart. But he's actually a very talented wide receiver.
0: That's kind of what I'm saying, though. He's not buried anymore. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless Kike Kute plays. He has more fantasy points
1: than uh, Allen Robinson this year.
0: There you go. If you have Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Pick up the man out. right there.
1: Um, Mo Alley-Cox, I, in a pinch, maybe you could pick him up. But, again, lower the expectations. It's just, they're not a pass first offense. They're a run for the, the, the offense runs through Jonathan Taylor, which is great. Cause he's been absolutely fantastic for fantasy. And I retract all negative comments that I had about Jonathan Taylor earlier this fantasy season. He is a beautiful man. Other side of the ball, Jimmy G's back. Um, he's you're, you're not going to play him though. It's a good matchup. Uh, Indianapolis allowing the ninth most points to the fantasy, uh, quarterback position but I don't like Jimmy G's still Uh tough matchup for Elijah Mitchell, but I think you can play him just because well,
0: maybe not. Um, I think JerMichael Hasty might get act. I think he, they're saying he might be activated for this game. If he is, that makes that a much tougher call.
1: If Hasty's back, then don't play Mitchell. If Hasty's out, you can play Mitchell.
0: So, right. And I ranked Mitchell with it expectation that hasty would make, miss one more week yeah and i put him at 16 which is probably too high but if hasty's back like i'd drop him down to like maybe flex out of flex range i actually I think agree. hasty would get more play
1: i'm probably a bit too high on mitchell this week um i got him at 14 so i got him right outside that running back one position but that was more out of bye week grossness because i remember we were talking about it pre-show mm-hmm. Uh, last episode where I was like, man, when I was ranking guys, I was like, all right, I guess he's here this week. You know, when I started kind of doing the stats and all, it's just like, all right, well, I guess he's here.
0: Yeah, that number doesn't look right, yeah. but I guess so. But
1: I guess uh, Devo Samuel stays in the absolute flames. Debo, man, Debo. it's it's nice to see because, you know, was it two years ago he was really coming along his rookie year, but then he, you know, he had a really good rookie year, got very excited for that sophomore season, and then he got hurt, and you're like, fuck, kind of wanted to see what was happening. Then, you know, he's been healthy this year so far and he's a top ten wide receiver and I'm loving it. I mean, he's just absolute monster.
0: Yeah, picked up right where he left off.
1: Yep. You don't play Brandon Ayuk just because that sucks to you. He, cause he's such a talented wide receiver too, but it's just I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yucky. Mm hmm. <laughs> um and then uh you're not playing Ross Dwelly. Don't just don't. Don't hurt yourself like that. And then finally, your Monday night football game. You got three and two Saints taking on the two and four and four Seahawks. Saints are favorite, minus five, over 143. James Winston, good matchup this week. Uh fish, you're pretty low on him. But decent matchup though. Seahawks are giving up the eleventh most points at the quarterback position. What do you say? I said
0: yeah. I just said yeah. I oh. just agreed. I'm kinda of low well on him. <laughs> okay. Probably too low.
1: But you know. Decent streaming option out there. Um, you know, if you have like, if you're the Justin Herbert manager, you know, fuck it, go James Winston, uh, Alvin Kamara, been absolute dynamite this year. Marcus Calloway. I like him the most because got to throw to somebody, uh, Seattle's offense or I'm sorry, defense. They're giving up the seventh most points to wide receivers and Calloway. Even without the Hail Mary touchdown catch, he still had a touchdown. He had two touchdowns last, uh, before the bye week coming off the bye week. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's starting to kind of build some sort of a relationship with, uh, Jameis. Cause I think he goes, Oh, Hey, Callaway's actually not that bad of a wide receiver. We had a good chemistry going on in the preseason and it looks right. like it's starting to reform again. It just happened a lot later. And I dropped him in a ton of leagues cause it's like, dude, fuck this guy. And now I'm like, fuck, now I can't get this guy back.
0: Yeah, I I ranked him pretty low. I don't know why I'm so low on the Saints being a Saints fan. Maybe I'm just disappointed. The <laughs> um, one thing is Traquan Smith is back. We'll see. We'll see if that takes away from him or not. But it shouldn't too much. It'll just give Jameis finally another person to throw so, to. That's so not Tra- named Traquan's Little officially back? Humphrey. He was he was, I think added to the roster. I had to double check that. I know he was taken off the IR officially. Okay. And I think they'll bring him back because they kind of have to. Okay. I don't know if it has been officialized that he's on the fifty-three man roster. Officialized. Yeah. But um, but they they probably will.
1: Good for them. You're not playing Adam Troutman, even though it's a really good matchup for tight ends. But
0: shit, I'd rather play fucking Juwan Johnson probably. <laughs> if you're really I mean, don't play either of them, please. But
1: just say. <laughs> other side of the ball. You're probably not going to play Geno Smith unless you're in a two quarterback super flex league. Alex Collins probably not going to play. So we were talking about it at the news. It's going to be DJ Dallas, Travis Homer and some Rashad Penny. So I, I think if you can avoid the running backs, do it. it it's you because you're not going to be happy with whoever you start because someone's going to get the touchdown or someone's going to get the 10 yard rush, but it's not going to be the guy that you start and you're going to be mad about it. And then you're going to go, Well, shit, the guys did say on the show, don't play the Seattle running backfield, but I went ahead and played the Seattle running backfield, and I'm not happy about it, but we tried to warn you. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you have to play them, but I'm starting to kind of fade them just because Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not exactly a good quarterback. I mean, last week against Pittsburgh, DK, seven targets, which is good, but six for 58, not what you're hoping for, especially from a top 12 wide receiver. And then Tyler Lockett is basically non-existent. Now, granted, he has the ability to, you know, catch a six-yard pass and take it to the house and score a touchdown, but just it's not looking too good. The last two weeks with uh, Geno Smith at the helm – 5 for 57 and 2 for 35. Getting a lot of targets, but they're not quality good throws. There there is a stat somewhere out in the world. I should have done more uh homework, but it was basically like percentage of actual catchable balls and there weren't very many coming from Gino. So,
0: <laughs> it's not surprising.
1: And then Gerald Everett, he's off the COVID herpes list, but you're not going to play him unless you have to. I'd rather not, but Right, I might play Evan Ingram over Gerald Everett, and that says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it for the games. You ready to get into some booty calls this week, Mister Fish? I sure am. Let's do it. If I can get the thing to scroll over, there we go. All right, Fish, hit me with your first booty call of the week.
0: All right, my first booty call start here at the quarterback position, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's got Ridley back. He's got Russell Gage back. Kyle Pitts has been turned on. They're playing against Miami, who hasn't looked good, and just got back from London probably this week. It's pro- it might be one of his best fantasy games so far. You know, it's, a, it's just a prediction, so I'm not saying it's going to be. But it's it's looking like it very well could be. And Miami might be down both of their top cornerbacks as well.
1: Yeah, good pick. I like that. I mean, he was... When, when we were talking about the waiver wire, we were saying, Hey, if Matt Ryan's out there, pick him up this week. It's going to be a good week for him. Uh, I'm going to do Rome's quarterback booty call of the week. He picked Ryan Tannehill gross. And he said, it should be a good matchup <laughs> against that Kansas city defense. My quarterback booty call of the week. I picked James Winston. I think, uh, he's, he's been pretty good the last, uh, you know, he, he's starting to look kind of like that week one against green Bay quarterback again. Um, now, granted, Washington defense isn't a good defense but right before the bye week. Three for 279 and four touchdowns. Coming off the bye week, Sean Payton has a whole week to prep for this game. It's against Seattle. Granted, they're on the road and 12th man, blah, blah, blah. But their defense sucks. So I actually think James Winston has a very good football game in a plus matchup. Fish, who is tickling that backfield of yours this week?
0: It's tickling my backfield right now. And this guy is someone who. Probably should be a weekly starter for you at this point, but I know some people still are considering him in their in their start sit options. Leonard Fournette. You know, he Antonio Brown's out. They're they're playing a they got a good matchup here. I mean, not the best matchup, but a pretty good one. And he's quietly been good and getting better all season. I mean, he he's clearly taken the backfield from Ronald Jones and Right now he's running back 11 in PPR and 15 in standard. So probably right there in the middle and half point PPR, right? And this is somebody that some people aren't playing, so I'd say he should you should fire him up and you should probably continue to do so.
1: Yeah, play for it. Like don't be stupid. You got him basically for free in the draft and you got a you got a running back one. And I mean over the la- I think last week he was like the running back two or three on the week, so yeah, stay, stay in that hotness. Uh, Rome's running back booty call of the week is Cordell Patterson. Just Miami has a terrible defense, so it it's a very good matchup. And plus Cordell Patterson, he's got that versatility. He's the every position flex because you can play him in the running back or the wide receiver slot. Been very much involved in the passing game. He's getting involved in the running game. Very, very good matchup. If he didn't pick Cordell, probably would have been mine. But mine... I took Damian Harris. I love his matchup this week against the Jets. I think he had his, uh, what was it? He had a great game against the Jets in week two. 16 for 62 and a touchdown. He's been really separating himself from that running back field. He's now the guy, you know, despite the fumbles and everything else that, that Bill Belichick hates, he's still sticking by his guy. He likes Damian Harris against Dallas last week, 18 for 101 and a touchdown. He's had a touchdown the last two weeks in a row. And I think he scores again this week against the Jets. Love the matchup. You're gonna fire up Damian Harris. Full confidence. Fish, who is a wide receiver that you're loving
0: this week? All right, I'm loving this guy. He's been pretty consistent the last couple of weeks. He's always been getting targets. Jalen Waddle. Um, they're playing Atlanta's defense. I know they're on a short week. You know, I just mentioned that, but. He's kind of the go-to guy here. He's getting a lot of targets in most games. He hasn't been getting a lot of targets in every game. I think he's really getting real close to a couple breakout games here. Where he starts to really put a solid one together where he gets a lot of yards and touchdown here. Um, I think there might be a receiver that's question- a couple receivers questionable. I know Devonte Parker is questionable. I think um, I'd have to look that up, but I-, I really see him starting to turn it on here. You no, know, Tua's back. He kinda had some down weeks when, when Tua was out there, but Tua's back. Right when Tua came back, he started getting targeted a bunch again. Um I I like that and I just like the matchup more than anything.
1: Yeah. Can't argue with that. Love all that. Uh Rome's wide receiver that he loves this week. It's a no shit. Sherlock, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Revenge game against Houston. He's gonna have he's gonna have a Derrick Henry wide receiver game. He's gonna have a hundred yards and three touchdowns. Calling it now. Wide receiver, I love this week. I love Robert Woods. Um, I talked about it when we were going through the game breakdown, but I just, I, I think he was very, I was, I have Robert Woods in a lot of leagues, and I was very worried about him earlier in the year. But over the last three weeks, he's getting much more involved in the offense. Like I said earlier, two, three weeks ago, he had a touchdown. Two weeks ago, 150 yards. Last week, a touchdown. So maybe the trend is he's going to have 100 yards this week. But Matt Stafford against his former team, he's going to show them like, hey, fuck you, I'm still the man. I think Robert Woods has a very good game this week. Fish, give us that tight
0: end. All right, my tight end, nothing sexy or anything, but Ricky Seals-Jones. I think that he's filling Michael Thomas' role really well. I know he's playing Green Bay, not the best matchup, but there's not a lot of good tight ends out there. And they're targeting Seals-Jones a lot. He's really the second guy still. Because all all the other only other guy they have is McLaurin, so I don't think he's going to be in the top five by any means. But I think that he's startable tight end.
1: Yeah, I mean he he he's been good.
0: And let me pivot here to Rome's for you here. Kyle Pitts is who Rome's picked, and I want to pivot to him because I have a question for you. Sure. Rome said, you know, he said Miami can't stop anything. Pitts is going to be a lot to handle. Pitts' best games came when Ridley and Gage were out. With him, them both back this week, do you think that takes away from Pitts and has him kind of fall back, not to a bad tight end by any means, but not what he's been this last couple weeks? Are you worried about that at all with him?
1: I actually am. Um, I I think there's a chance that Pitts reverts kind of more back to his average. Because against the Jets, he had an amazing game, you know, 9 for 119 and a touchdown. That's because there's no one to throw to. Now that uh, Matt Ryan has his options back, I I, he's more. I mean, if you look at the rest of his game logs, he's more around that four catch fifty yard guy, and I think that's more than likely what he's going to be. Now who knows? Maybe now that the coach saw that Pitts has it, they call his number more.
0: But that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like it, it has a good chance to revert back, but since they've seen it, maybe Matt Ryan's. Got a little bit of comfort with it and more willing to look his way. But I just wonder if those two guys are going to kind of suck that life out of him a little bit. I,
1: I hope they just keep using him like they did against the Jets, though, because it's, hey, you drafted him four overall right. when your team needed every position. You didn't really need another tight end, but you but went right. that route. <laughs> so use them. And plus, yeah. I mean, outside of like, you, you know, obvious players. Everyone was excited about Kyle Pitts this year to see what he could do. I mean, with such draft capital invested in him, you know, he was the fourth. Well, especially in. Go ahead.
0: Right. I was going to say, especially in the fantasy world. Yeah. Like, we're desperate for more good tight ends. More good tight ends makes for, you know, better matchups throughout the week where you're not like, oh, crap, I'm playing Kelsey. I'm down 15 points before the games start. Yeah, exactly. Like Pitts with more good tight ends, you say, okay, I still have a chance to still be close in this position battle, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that that was the thing. It was like, hey, you know, um, you know, I remember you talked about that, like you just said it right now. We we want more fantasy relevant tight ends in football. You know, Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature coming out of college, taking fourth overall with a above average quarterback. It was like, hey, the stars aligned, but then he flopped for the first few weeks then he's finally coming along now. I want to see it. Please, please stay hot, Kyle Pitts. And then uh, my tight end booty call of the week this week, Dallas Goddard. You know, he's off the COVID herpes list. Zach Ertz is gone. I I think, uh, you know, the Raiders, let me see if I can find that stat. They're giving up the, where are you? Director Ross does such a beautiful job. Color coordinating everything for us. Here it is. They give up the first, they are the worst team against tight ends in fantasy. Dallas Goddard, he's treated as the number one pass catching option in Philadelphia, although maybe Devonta Smith, but it's not Jalen Rager. Zach Ertz is gone, everything goes to Goddard now. I love him this week, I think he's going to be great. And he didn't miss last week because of an injury. He had COVID herpes. So I, I think you fire him up with full confidence. There's a chance that he ends up you know a top five tight end this week, so I I, I think you stay absolutely in flames with him. Since we're uh, running a little long here, we do write a segment where we talk about players we want to avoid, but we're getting out of time, so we're gonna go right into survivor picks. Fish, who are you surviving with
0: this week? I'm surviving with Tampa Bay, taking on Chicago. You know, one of my last good teams left there in Survivor, but. I'm figuring burn them up. I already got one one loss here in this in the survivor, so yep, might as well just go for the gusto.
1: I took Tampa Bay because I'm planning on holding my zero strike lead over you and Big Rome. Uh, Rome took the Rams, which is a very safe pick this week against Detroit. So I, uh, I I and then right before here we wrap up, I want to end the show with a listener question. I was reached out to by a listener via the socials, and he said. I have Hunter Renfro as my wide receiver, whatever. I need I need more upside this week. Half PPR. There's available wide receivers on the waiver wire. There's Christian Kirk, Marquez Callaway, A.J. Green, and Jacoby Myers. Remember, I have Hunter Renfro. Who do you like moving forward?
0: I still think I'd go with Jacoby Myers. He'd be my top pick here he said he needed more upside. That's kind of the one thing that leads me to say, like depending upon how much upside you're looking for, you might want to pivot to Kirk, but you're taking on a lot more risk doing that. If you want upside with also having a high floor, then Jacoby Myers is your best option.
1: I agree with you. I like Jacoby Myers out of those players just because Kirk and AJ Green, they have the highest ceilings out of all those guys. But we talked about earlier, you don't know who it's going to be, and that's not fun. And then Callaway, I want to see more consistency from him. He's the number one wide receiver on the team, but he's also not at the same time. Jacoby Meyer, he has the safest floor. He doesn't have the touchdowns yet. He might not score a touchdown ever in his football career, but of all the floors (laughs) out of all those players, I think he's the absolute safest to play because consistently every week he's getting targeted and you know he's getting... Let's see, where is he? Jacoby Myers. You know, he's the wide receiver 34 on the year, so it's not like the greatest thing, but he's consistently getting 50-plus yards. He's getting targets. And, you know, I don't know. Las Vegas, to me, is kind of a mess right now. I mean, Hunter Renfro's had some good games, but... I mean, I don't know. Hunter Renfro's not a bad player to keep, but I, I like Jacoby Myers. I'd rather have Myers on my roster than Hunter Renfro. I mean... Renfro's the 33 wide receiver on the year. So you're not, there's not a lot of disc and, and you know what, here's, here's the difference. Renfro has two touchdowns and he's only one spot ahead of Myers. So if Myers had touchdowns, it's not even a conversation anymore.
0: Right. And I think Myers is bound to get touchdowns. Eventually I'd say Myers. And if you're, if you're not, you know, if you're concerned that if Myers, you're like not comfortable with it, then just stick with Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Like everybody else is, sounds good but they're just too unpredictable
1: exactly so i think it's a good place to wrap it up for the night good luck this weekend guys make sure you pay attention to the saturday reports and stuff uh you know hey we're available on the socials if you need us please get at us and again thank you so much for listening guys social media is at filthy f show on twitter filthy fantasy football show on instagram send in emails to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com and again thank you so much for listening guys King Josh, Josh the King Fancy Fish Big Rum says he loves you